Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, this is Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio on CBS, and I am excited today because we are going to be talking with Ricky Kalman, who is a motivational speaker, a stage hypnotist, and a TV personality. Let me tell you a little bit about Ricky. Uh, He is a self-discovery and personal empowerment expert. He's a motivational speaker, as I mentioned. Uh, He's done some work on TV. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But the thing that intrigues me most is the hypnosis, and I think it'll intrigue you as well because it's not just about entertainment. It's about having the right mindset uh, and actually using your mind the best way to get the results that you want by the way you personally can control your thoughts. One of the greatest gifts, according to Ricky, that we have is that our thoughts and beliefs have the power to guide us and frame our reality. That's very intriguing. Ricky Kalman, welcome to the show. Hi, Chef. Great to talk to you. So we have a lot to talk about, but let's first get into your background because this whole hypnosis thing intrigues me. I have seen your act very entertaining. Uh, you do you know, great work. Your speeches are, are great. I, I love the articles because you think, gosh, he's a stage hypnosis. He's funny. People laugh. They have a great time. And then I, I read these great articles of yours about how to better you know, control your life, get results, get what you want. What's your background? How did you get into this? And I know you've been doing it for a lot of years, and, and we don't need to spend a lot of time on it, but let's start at the beginning. <laughs> what made you decide to become a hypnotist? I don't know, Chef, do you think it was a misspent youth or it just fell in my lap at the right time? I'm not really sure. Um, well, it all goes back to being going back to the entertainment business. I, I grew up as a magician and uh, did magic, but I was always fascinated with hypnosis. The fact that, to me, hypnosis was, was I, believe me, trust me, I, I love magic, but there was something about the magic of hypnosis that, that intrigued me even more. Um, I think that putting the, the if you will, the the power in the individual's hands that volunteer on a stage show was, was pretty amazing to me. Uh, what was also truly amazing is to see individuals that never thought they can ever experience hypnosis actually go under deeper and experience it at such a higher level. Right, I've seen the, the naysayers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. The naysayers, so they'll it, get up there and they'll say, you're not going to hypnotize me, and, and then a little while later they're deep, deep, deep into sleep. <laughs> Oh, Shep, you're so right. I mean, most of the people that, that think who volunteer are the class clowns or the people that do karaoke. It's not. It's the, the quiet reserve. It's maybe the, the, you know, the, the CFO or the, the accountant. Uh, maybe it's the quiet reserve engineer that volunteers on stage. And that's what's so unique and, and not something that they ever prepared for ahead of time. It just happens during the show. They want to experience it, and they shine. And to me, that was so fascinating. And so for years, I've done the show, but it led into so much more than just entertainment. And that's why I'm so excited about talking to you today, and I hope your listeners get a lot out of our conversation. Well, they will. And just to set the stage, uh, literally, the show as it is, is if you haven't seen anybody do a hypnosis show, typically the stage has maybe a dozen or so chairs on the stage, and the, the hypnotist will invite volunteers from the audience to come up and 
you know, basically volunteer to be hypnotized. And what becomes entertaining is that you'll ask these people to do things. And, and I mean, if somebody doesn't want to jump up and cluck like a chicken, they're not going to do it. I mean, I know that you can't make somebody truly really? do what they don't. Oh, I'm in trouble then. No, well, maybe they right. can. You're maybe they can. Right. <laughs> but, but if they, you know, if they're willing and open-minded and, and they're ready to experience something fun and they want to have a great time, they do uh, your, your, I'm going to call it the power of influence or the power of hypnosis, and I'm not exactly sure how it works, but these people will dance. They'll, you'll tell them, hey, it's 12 degrees out and you're freezing, and all of a sudden they're shivering, and then all of a sudden a moment later you say, you know what? It's actually, it's not 12 degrees. It's 120 degrees. It is so hot, and all of a sudden they look like they're sweating. I don't know how you do it. But that's what, you know, the stage hypnotist act is about. It's an entertaining show, and it's a lot of fun, and people relax, and they get up there, and they have a great time, and the audience loves it. So that's what you do. But you said it took you to a lot of different places. I know one of the places it took you is out of nightclubs and into working the corporate world. And from working that corporate world, people are asking you, how can this translate into something we can use, not just be entertained, Right. Absolutely, Shep. And, you know, here, here's what that's a perfect example. I was doing clubs for so many years. Um, I was getting hired by corporations to come do their conventions, their sales meetings, their client events, because the uniqueness of the show, it's all about making the audience the stars. It's very clean and politically correct and a lot of fun. But there's a hidden message there that really wasn't a planned agenda on my end. Um, most of what I do is really dispelling the negativity of, let's say, a stage hypnosis show and not about me making people do things. It's helping them frame that reality by the power of a thought. And that's what was done in the show. And as I'm doing a corporate show, I often pepper in a message. But what happened many, many years ago is I would notice that after the show, I'm standing around talking for 20, 30, 40, sometimes even an hour and a half, talking to the individuals, the team leaders, about how this works and how we can use it. And it was funny, a client of mine came up to me and said, listen, we'd like to hire you in six months to come back and do a keynote. And I said, I don't have a keynote. <laughs> and they said, you don't, yes, you you don't do. want to say that to someone. You should say, oh, a <laughs> keynote. Yeah, you know, uh, what's yeah, the date? I'll see well, if I'm available. Many years ago. <laughs> Think about it at that. <laughs> that, that, that of, of course, that was, that was many, many years ago, though. And uh, they said, yes, you do have a keynote. We just saw you do it for an hour after the program. Now, next time, we want to pay you to do it. I go, you got it. We're ready to go. But you're absolutely right. It, it was one of those things that kind of fell on my lap uh, 20-something years ago. And here I am today uh, doing it even more than I ever planned on doing. And I love doing it, though. That's what's so cool. Um, I love the keynotes even more than the show, even though the show is the entertainment factor. I love teaching people how they can use the technique. And, again, it's not about me making them succeed in their lives. It's showing them how to succeed in their lives. By the way, there's a big lesson here that uh, if you haven't picked up on it, it's basically this. No matter what you do, whether you're a a hypnotist or whether you're selling cars or or doing anything – if somebody starts asking you questions that's related to what you do, but you don't actually do it yet, and enough people are asking you those same questions, maybe it's something worth doing. Apparently, Ricky, you were asked about, uh, you know, all these, like you said, you stay afterwards, whether it be a half an hour, hour, even an hour and a half, and somebody recognize, hey, you should tell that uh, message that comes after the show to our audience. 
and you'd already done it a number of times. You just hadn't made it formal, and it became a new product. I call that strategic byproducts, when you notice and can actually pick up on whatever's around you and, and take advantage of it. So, Ricky, you're doing this hypnosis thing. You're now a keynoter. I'm sure a lot of people have to wonder, after they see you do uh, this hypnosis, there's, there's probably a lot of questions in their mind. Uh, I'm sure you've got some interesting uh, responses to, to what you do. Absolutely, and and I think when people see the show, it validates the technique. They know it's non-threatening. They know it's now not about what I'm doing. It's what the individual is doing, and they're intrigued. And many times I will say on stage, tomorrow I'm going to come back and I'm going to teach you the technique because how many of you in this audience would like to reduce stress, feel more confident in presentations, uh, unlock hidden talents of maybe your selling ability, maybe even lose weight or exercise more Well, the list goes on and on and people start raising their hands. Of course, everybody has really good intentions, yeah, but it's, does your mind act on those intentions? Do we put it to action? How, many people, through? how many people ask you, uh, can you hypnotize me to lose weight? Can you hypnotize uh, you know, me to stop smoking? Uh, can you hypnotize my wife and make her think that I'm better looking than I am? I mean, <laughs> what are some of those? I'm sure you're asked a lot. But what's the number one question that you're asked? The number one question actually out of anything is, do I hypnotize my wife? And the answer is, of course, no, I don't hypnotize my wife. Are you she sure? Married, you know, one day when she wakes up from the hypnotic state that I put her in, she'll be disappointed. That's but funny. seriously, I think that you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, there are people that ask these questions every single day. Ricky, make me quit smoking. Ricky, make me work out more. Make me lose weight. Uh, make me feel better, sleep, and all those things that the, the average person wants to create those better habits. And, you know, the, the, and the answer is they already know what to do. They know what to do. If you ask the average person, Chef, isn't this a valid statement? If, if I ask you something you want to do better today, versus what you were doing yesterday. Couldn't you tell me how to do those things for yourself? For example, if you, you play golf, if you want to work on your swing, couldn't you already tell me what you're doing wrong? Right, yeah. I know what the result is sometimes. You know, you know, but, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, every morning I get up in the morning and I think to myself, do I really want to go downstairs to the gym? Well, if I want to live to be over 100, which is one of my goals, and play golf when I'm 100, by the way, um, I'm going to have to go down to that gym today. And if I decide to skip a day, you know, so, Ricky, can you hypnotize me to make me want to get up in the morning and go to, to the gym? If I don't want to do it, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe, maybe you can help me. I don't know. Maybe there's well, a misconception I mean, here. Isn't it fair that your, your mind, your thoughts, when you get up, that self-talk in the morning is hypnotic. It can guide you to doubt and disbelief, or it can, delight, it can lead you to success. And, and, and feelings of, of gratitude that you what you just did. So in essence, our mind can be our best friend and sometimes our worst enemy. Right. So and if those thoughts are that powerful, then they hypnotize us. So hypnosis so, is a lot of self-talk. Absolutely, and it goes beyond self-talk. I mean, how often have you convinced yourself before you even started something that you were going to fail, never even started because of your, if you will, software or programming of your thoughts? You know, it's like that golf thing you just talked about. Uh, you know, you're, you're, there's a lake between my shot and the green, and, and I have been, I've played with people, and when they hit it in the lake, they go, I knew I was going to hit it in the lake. Well, did you decide you were going to hit it in the lake before you decided to swing and hit the ball? 
<laughs> Probably. Well, absolutely. That's, you make a really good point, Chef. There are many. Listen to athletes, really successful athletes, after they do something and they and they follow through with their intention. And many of them will credit their mind to their success. Listen to athletes after a football game and they go to the quarterback or they go to the coach and or even a team, uh, individual sport. Uh, often, in, in more than more than anything, they'll say, "I just knew I could do it today. I just went out there and played my best." I mean, these these things that they're saying, they're, they're thoughts. Rarely do they give credit to the hours, the sweat, the pain, the getting up at four in the morning and working out and stretching. You know, I, I think that work. yeah, the ability, the ability from the standpoint of physical ability, is table stakes to become a, a professional at that level. But what takes it beyond that is what happens in between their ears. It's the brain. It's the mind. It's, and they, they say golf is so much of a mental game. You know, how hard should it be to hit a, hit a ball? But, hey, if I'm a, a quarterback, as you mentioned, and I've got to, you know, thread the needle, so to speak, with a football, a perfect pass in order to make it, you know, I've got to be in an incredible mindset. I've got to have incredible confidence. There's a lot that goes in to uh, making that happen beyond just the practice that I did. The practice is what sets me up for success. It's my mind that takes me there. Absolutely. Athletes spend hours warming up their bodies so they don't hurt themselves or to make sure their body's warmed up. That goes the same for our mind. And warming up our mind and creating that mental rehearsal actually helps you align with your thoughts and, and your performance. And I think that can, that that same attitude as an athlete can be transcended to us in business, sales, and and, and everything we do, customer service. It's aligning our thoughts to make sure that they happen in our best of intention. Excellent. We're going to come back and talk more about that. We are with Ricky Kalman. My name's Shep Hyken. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here, and we're back on Amazing Business Radio on CBS and Play It. We're with Ricky Kalman, motivational speaker and hypnotist, and TV personality. So we've been talking about uh, athletes and how they control their mind, and you mentioned, you know, this works in business as well. But, you know, when people think of hypnosis, uh, traditionally you might think of not the, the show that you're talking about, but going into some doctor's office, some psychiatrist or, or that type of a doctor where you're laying on a couch and they're hanging a chain with something in front of you that's going back and forth and they're saying, sleep, sleep, sleep. What is hypnosis? I know it's not that. That's a stereotype. But what is hypnosis? You know, there's a lot of the, the, the typical situation for hypnosis, the typical, if you will, definition uh, is so broad. But in my eye, it's really simple. Focus, effort, to influence, and outcome. Focus, I mean effort, is, for influence, and outcome. Correct. So if you're focusing all your effort to influence the one outcome that you desire, then that frames your reality. Let me give you an example, Chad. Great. I was going to ask. Give me an example. So I'm sure we know people, you and I both, know some great, talented people that sing. But you get them up in front of a crowd, and boy, they get nervous. And they start to maybe sweat or their hands get clammy, and they start to jitter, and maybe they start to think about people watching them because they're prejudging before they even start. 
they're already judging themselves for or do, are they capable, are they confident, what are people going to think of them. They're already creating uh, misconceptions that, that may not even be true. It's negative self-talk. So, exactly. Uh, they might start to shake. Uh, you, all these different things could happen. Now you take that same person and put them in their own home and then put them in the shower and they sing and you're like, who is that? Who is that talented person? Why? Because there's no other external and thought process going on. Nobody looking, no judgment, uh, no analytical voice that may be getting the best of them. So what happens then when hypnosis comes into play? You put somebody in a very relaxed state. You help them push away the doubt, disbelief, the, the judgment, and you help them focus on one simple thing, and that is that maybe that singing in front of a thousand people. And then you wonder why all of a sudden that same person is able to escape reality and not worry anymore. Because it goes back to they focus effort by pushing away everything else. It's still there, but they didn't focus on it. So and you can make me a better singer. Well, I, well, I can't make you a better singer if you're not talented at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can, can make me more comfortable. Away. Exactly. I can take away the doubt, the disbelief, the judgment. And I can teach you how to take away that doubt and disbelief and judgment where you stop, you know, literally affected by the outcomes that maybe, you know, haven't even happened yet. So essentially so you're giving me confidence. Question, yeah. Going back to your question, what is hypnosis? To me, it's the focus of effort to relax and concentrate on one given suggestion and frame that reality based on that suggestion. Now let's go one step farther, shall we? Isn't that same definition of debut sales? Right. So this helps in business. Obviously, if I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm a salesperson, I've got to get into the right mindset. I've got to get my, you know, really, I've got to be confident that I'm going to go in, I'm going to talk to somebody, I'm going to, you know, I love what I do, I love my product, and that may not be enough. I need that extra confidence. And hypnosis is going to get me there, right? Absolutely. The techniques behind it can teach you to unlock hidden talents to become the greatest solution provider to your customers. And you can even use that in customer service. You know, in customer service, I'm sure it's about focusing your effort to influence the outcome itself, providing the greatest, most amazing customer service that you thought about. Tell me an example somebody. of that. How will that help? Well, again, it's going, how, how do you believe about yourself? How do you project it? Are you reminding yourself to, to, to not let negativity or doubt get in the way before you go to work, before you deliver a presentation, before you go in front of customers. Because, you know, oftentimes we are bombarded with the do's, the worries, the woes, the emails, the things that can help keep us from our performance. Maybe before we even walk into work, we've already upset about the traffic. We're letting negativity, the economy, get us down. Well, sometimes we need to take a moment, step back, clear our minds, push away all the doubts, and focus on the effort that we are about to create. So as far as customer service goes, I mean, I, I think the, the sales thing, I, I get it. Yeah, we're, we're clearing our minds. But let's say I'm on the telephone talking to an irate customer. Um, how does hypnosis help me get through this situation to the outcome that I want to achieve? Uh, I think there's, there's several answers to your question. If I can, let me take a brief moment and just talk about the technique itself. Okay. Hypnosis to me, again, it's, it's about relaxation. The relaxation brings on clarity. And then when you're relaxed, you're able to take those thoughts that you want to make happen, you put them forward towards your mind. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so, again, it, let's say before we get on the phone, 
and we're we're a phone operator and we deal with customer complaints. So we're you know we're helping out people with solutions. Before we go into that task, stepping back and using a hypnosis technique to calm ourselves, to relax ourselves, to focus on what we're about to do, but also remind ourselves of no matter how negative somebody, you know, it might be on the phone, it might not be directed towards me, but it's maybe they're just expressing their feelings and then I'm going to provide a solution to help them out. So one of the things that we teach is, you know, a complaint is, is an opportunity. It's, it's not, in negative. Uh, a complaint is truly somebody's calling us or they're visiting us and they're upset about something that's related to what we do. We have the opportunity to turn this customer around and not just make it right, but restore confidence. And I think to get to that point, we have to have the right mindset. We have to go in knowing that, hey, today we're going to be on the battlefield. That battlefield happens to be a telephone call that's going to come in and we're going to have some customer that's upset about whatever it is that we do and we need to get in the mindset and and sometimes it takes a little pumping up i guess and this self-talk this self-hypnosis if you will is what's going to do it and it's going to say hey i can't wait for that call to come in well yeah chef i think you make a really good point don't you agree that the consistency or the repetitiveness of those positive thoughts of your abilities and what you're capable of doing and what you're there for that's a culture that you want to drive within yourself Mm-hmm. It's a culture of accountability that I'm why, why I'm doing what I'm doing. But to get to that point, you have to repeat that action. And it, to repeat that action in a relaxed state, and again, I'm just, I know it sounds simple, and it, it goes beyond just positive thinking. It goes back to, you know, holding yourself accountable before you do something and step back and clear your mind. Clear your mind of the doubts and the worries and everything else, and put those intentions of what you're about to do, what you just told me. How often do you sales individuals or customer service leaders step back and go, okay, here's what I'm going to do today. Here's what's going to happen. Because by repeating it, that, that programming, you are hypnotizing yourself. So it's, You're telling your, your subconscious mind, whatever comes in, this is how I'm going to handle it because that's what I'm here for. So it's programming, and I love that word. Programming, I think, is, is the key. Uh, it's like uh, in business we might call it programming. Going back to your athlete's example, your athletic examples, uh, it might be called practicing. So we are programming our minds to, be, uh, to do the right mindset. And I could see this working for sales, customer service. This could be for anybody that has to work with anybody as they go into the environment that they work in. You know, one of the things we talk about is try to be better than yesterday every day and when you put forth that kind of effort but it needs to be more than just words on a, a piece of paper it needs to be something that's practiced so maybe there is some technique and we're going to get into that technique in just a little while but uh, there's a note that I have here uh, that I wanted to talk to you about brand loyalty and uh, I, I'm assuming at this point we're talking about customers being loyal to us absolutely I think that you know, one of the biggest secrets, and you know, I always reveal to everybody that isn't such a secret after all, is that the most powerful hypnotist in the world is ourselves. What we say to ourselves, you and I have been talking about this you know, today, about, you know, what we say to ourselves, we, we frame that reality. But so in, in essence, magic, words are magic to, to ourselves, but not only to ourselves, to our customers. What we say to ourselves matters, but what we say to others matters. It hypnotizes them based on your words. From waitresses to sales individuals to uh, to what the customer service experts, 
the words out of your mouth have a profound effect on the reality of everybody around us. So last Third night, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to give you an example. Last night, I think I, I experienced exactly what you're talking about here. The uh, Last night, we went to dinner, and we went to an incredible restaurant. And I love bread pudding. Now, the other night, we were at a restaurant, and at the end of the meal, the person said, would you like to see your dessert menu? And we said, sure. And he brought the dessert menu, and that was it. But last night, the woman came over, and she said, would you like to see our dessert menu? And sure, we looked at the dessert menu, and then she said, if you haven't tried it yet, the bread pudding, that's, it's probably the best in the city. And you know what? There were three of us at dinner. She said, it comes with three forks. It's incredible. And, you know, I just couldn't wait to get the bread pudding. You know, bring it over. <laughs> it's like, I'm ready. Well, there was something about, there's, there's so many different things that you just said that are, that are so true the way we've been talking about here today. She framed your reality. She hypnotized you by the words that she was saying. You brought back memories of taste, smells, of places that you've had bread pudding. And now this one was going to top any bread pudding you've ever had based on her delivery of what she was doing. Now, you're saying she, she hypnotized me. Yeah. How did she hypnotize me? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You wanted it. Now, if you would have just gradually saw it on a menu, maybe you would have. Maybe, maybe not. So this is more than, you know, would you like fries with that, you know, hamburger and soda? This is, you know, giving me the words, you know, making me uh, start to uh, remember the past, uh, you know, bringing forth feelings that are going to make me and compel me to want to buy the bread pudding. Absolutely. And all those feelings that you're talking about right now, the taste, the smell, the emotional connection that you were making with that bread pudding is stored in our subconscious mind. It's like the most unlimited hard drive in the world, more powerful than any terabyte, triple terabyte, whatever it may be. It, It really does store all these emotions and feelings and reactions. And again, it can store loyalty. The experience itself, he might have gone to a restaurant seven years ago and forgot about it, but somebody mentions it, and that feeling comes forth because of the great experience that you had. And wow. so that, if you will, is, is our software. It, it's, it's the way we work and the way we live. It's all stored in that subconscious mind. Chef, the possibilities are unlimited. That software can be written, rewritten, reprogrammed, but guess who has that power? The individual. Right, I get it, I get it. We are talking with Ricky Kalman, uh, an amazing motivational speaker and stage hypnotist, and actually, uh, I would say, uh, a guru at getting people to think positively and not just uh, hypnotize themselves, but understanding now. I've learned that the woman that sold me my bread pudding last night actually hypnotized me to make me want to buy that. (laughs) which is an amazing concept in itself. So it's really not as difficult as it seems. And uh, Ricky has a number of techniques that he's going to share with us in our next segment. So don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. My name's Shep Hyken. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. 
We're back on Amazing Business Radio. My name's Shep Hyken. We're with Ricky Kalman, and he is going to share with us some hypnosis techniques uh, that can really help us in our business and our personal lives. Go ahead, share share away here. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready when we're finished with this program today. I'm ready to go to work and I'm ready to do the most amazing things I've ever done today. Make that happen. Well, you know, here's you just said it and you believe it. And I've heard it with conviction and belief instead of just subconscious mind. In the last segment, we were talking about just the ability of our subconscious mind stores information. It's the software. Um, I truly believe the subconscious mind works based on the last message you send it. So, for example, if you say, I can't do something, guess what? You're right. You've already succeeded to failing, and you're winning to fail. You know, failure starts before the game even begins based on our thought. But if that thought itself, that I can't do it, was put there by ourselves, why can't we replace or update that software? We, we have these phones, the iPhone, the iPad. We have every different type of MP3 device out there now, and there's something new coming out tomorrow. But all these devices out there, they require an update every so often. Not that they're bad, to make them work better, to make them more efficient, because there's maybe a, just a better way of doing things now than there was when it first came out. Good analogy. So, so if those type of things need to be updated, the devices, and those devices can be replaced, right, Chef? Every device we have, every asset that we have that's technology, that can be replaced, but yet we put so much value to them. The most valuable asset is our mind. Why aren't we stepping back and updating our own internal thoughts, our own internal software on a regular basis to make sure it works better today versus don't worry about yesterday and don't think too much advanced, but let's think about the now. So when my iPhone says update available, um, great, I just download it. Tell me oh, about how. Do it, right, you're right. going to do it pretty quick. Right. So how do we update our minds? Tell me how we download that information into our minds. So there's two things that I, let's, let's talk about today is techniques that you can take home with you today after listening to this program. One is you've heard me talk about the power of thought, and you've heard me talk about relaxation. Let's start with relaxation, Chef. All too often, people consider relaxation a luxury and not a necessity. They say, I'm going to relax on my vacation when this project is over, when I finally get some time when I get home. I'm stressed. I'm, I've got too much on my plate. They're trying to do too much. The tension builds up. It manifests, and it takes over. Right? So can you relax? Uh, are you suggesting we relax during the day? I, I think so. I think some, you know, I, 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 and I'm not, not that I think so. I know so. We need to step back. Stop. Just when you think you need to relax, your mind's telling you, hey, pay attention. And taking a two or three minutes of stepping back in a, in a safe environment, just close your eyes, take a couple deep breaths of air. I mean, that's really where hypnosis techniques come into play It's just... Helping yourself just calm and awaken your thoughts. Don't overthink this. Don't over you know, don't complicate the technique itself. Don't think it's oh I gotta follow this, I gotta do this, I gotta stare at the object, the swinging watch, the music, and I gotta be in a quiet room. I've hypnotized people on the streets of Los Angeles during T V shows with buses going by and they went out like a light. And I say that because they were able to focus with my direction and you know, I think the individuals every individual has the ability to do that. But going back to it, don't consider relaxation a luxury. Consider it a necessity. Take two or three minutes tonight, later on today. Don't do this in your car driving. All right, yeah, definitely. Don't close your eyes and relax yeah. while you're driving. Exactly. Uh, 
But maybe but, instead of working through lunch, which, by the way, it's okay to work through lunch, but maybe just about the time you think, you know, it's time for lunch, I'm going to work through lunch, let me just take not an hour, but just a couple, three minutes, back off, close my eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, kind of reflect back on what I've done, think about what I need to do going forward, and, you know, kind of get myself in the right mindset. You summed it up, Chef. I mean, how often have you been working on a program or presentation that you were doing? And uh, maybe it, you had a lot on your plate, but you walked away from it, and it became easier to flow, as you were typing away to, to put everything on, you know, in, in, into, into your speech. You know, I ride bikes just for fun. I'm not motorbikes, my, my bicycle. Um, I take about an hour, hour and a half, and do a nice ride. And when I get into the park and I can relax and I don't have to worry about the traffic around me because I'm not going to get hit by a car when I'm <laughs> driving on the bike path, um, I'm amazed at what happens to my mind. It just starts to free up, and I get all these creative uh, ideas that just start coming to me. And it's like, do I want to stop and write them down at this time? And, and typically I won't because I feel, you know, this is my time. But really, that's what you're talking about. It's, it's about finding that place that you can clear your head and then start to focus on something uh, without clutter. Right. Absolutely. And all too often, people consider that something that's more of a luxury. And it's a very simple thing to do. It's free. It takes you to another place. Find that passion to do those things. And it will exceed your expectations on every single level. You probably look forward to those bike rides, not only because the exercise and it's good for you and healthy, but it's your personal time, Chef, to clear your mind. And listeners, if you are, if there's one thing today, just focus on that simplicity. Okay, stepping back, because all these devices that we update, all these things that we have that are replaceable are nearly as important and as powerful as your own mind. Great. So, the second thing, the other technique that we wanted to share with okay, you today good. was not only just relaxation, because once you get there, it's great. It feels awesome. And it goes beyond positive thinking. You know, it's going to repeat what you want to happen. Repeat it. Choose the suggestion or programming and choose those programming thoughts wisely. Give me an example. Ricky, I can't, Ricky, I can't lose 10 pounds. My first response is, you're absolutely right. Congratulations. Find something else to do because you've already can, you're already succeeded at winning to fail. What do you mean? Well, you've hypnotized yourself. You say you can't do it. So your mind doesn't want to let you down. It wants to be your best friend to make sure what you think happens. And well, if you change the way you think, it changes your world. Right. Think about the words that you're saying. For example... Could you lose one pound during one week because you were more conscious of the foods that you were eating? You weren't eating everything on your plate. You weren't eating out of frustration. Maybe you were becoming more aware of your portion sizes. And during one week, you maintained the weight loss of one pound. And every week for 10 weeks, you continually kept that lifestyle. 10 weeks later, you've lost the weight. You weren't on a diet. You didn't deprive yourself of the food that you really want. And in essence, you've changed the way your programming works. Nobody wants to be in a diet. It has the word die in it. It doesn't sound like fun. You don't want to deprive yourself. Right, right. I get this. This is this is perfect. And so more than goal setting, though, it's because that's what we do in goal setting. We set a goal. We break it down into smaller parts. 
But it's more than just writing it down. It's more than just acknowledging you have to goal the goal. You have to do something about it. Now, part of the do something in the example you just gave us is to, you know, hey, stop eating so much bread pudding during the week. <laughs> You know, uh, but <laughs> there has to be more to it. And I think what you're saying is it's not just writing it down. It's just setting the goal. It's just not knowing what you have to do to get the goal. It's getting your mind in the right frame of mind to do so. Absolutely. In business, how often have we heard somebody in conversation or hanging out with friends? I could never be as successful as that guy in that corner office. Well, it's I over then. Never, <laughs> you know, they never that? will be. Yeah, exactly. They've already told themselves they never will be. I could never hit that quota. I could never sell as much. I could never deliver a presentation like that. Oh, you're right. We 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 say it on our mind works to make sure that happens. So the, again, the flip side of that think, might be to say, uh, when you're looking at that that person in the corner office, rather than say, "I'll never be as successful as that person," you'll say, "What do I need to do?" To be as successful, what do I need to do to create a presentation that's as good as the one that I just saw? Absolutely, absolutely. In your mind, and consciously, finds ways to do it. Wow! It so, will actually work in the best way to do it. I mean, Chef, if there was something you wanted to purchase, and it was a very expensive item, and every so often you would see that item, you go, "Oh, I want to do that one day," but you really don't follow through with it. Maybe you weren't consciously making it a subconscious decision. But let's say, for example, you took a picture of that item, you put it down on your desk, or you maybe read a book about that item or watched a movie about the item, your mind starts to figure out, how can I make this happen? How can I make decisions unconsciously? Maybe I won't go to dinner this week and get that bread pudding because that extra maybe dollars will go towards buying that item. Right. So, it, again, we're getting in. I mean, it's so much about goal setting, but it's also getting into the right frame of mind. Right. Yep. So many people don't recognize the power of writing things down, the power of, of, of having some uh, hook or anchor, if you will, to look at us. If it's, it could be a picture or it could be an affirmation that you read every day that gets you into the right mindset. Um, and now, I let think, me ask you a question. Yes? Um, when you go to the grocery store, do you take a list with you or you just go, you know, in and just, hey, I'll just get what I think I need today? It freaks me out to go to grocery stores. I will be honest with you. <laughs> just because it's <laughs> overwhelming. And whatever list I go in with, I always come out with something more than I expected, which isn't okay. a good thing. But I, I hear what you're saying. I walk into a grocery store. I have a list. I know what I'm going to buy. I know what I need. Right. Now, the studies have shown us that the average person that – literally sits down at home or wherever and consciously maybe makes that list on a piece of paper or even types it into their phone, rarely looks back at that list when they're at the store. If they actually wrote it, not a list that somebody gave them, but something that they actually wrote themselves. And is that Why? because they, they've written it down and now they remember it? Well, the subconscious mind made a decision, a conscious decision that I need to purchase these items. And often people, even when they make these grocery lists, they even start, you know, by putting, to get, putting together, let's say, the fruit and vegetables in the deli because those are usually the first things in the, in, the, in the grocery store as they're making their way through. You can see the way their list is proprietized, and they go to the milk and the eggs at the very end. The, and if they forget the list, we've seen these people. We've seen them at the grocery store standing there in the fruit section with their eyes trying to access that magical port to visualize that list. They've made a 
mental picture of the piece of paper, the color ink, where they left it, and they'll start getting everything on that list because they didn't actually visualize it. Well, if we step back, and most people do make some kind of a list for groceries, why aren't we creating a subconscious list of the things that we should be doing better in customer service or in sales or in leadership or in management? Why aren't we constantly updating what we want to do today to make it better today for a more successful tomorrow? Well, we should be, and these techniques are very powerful in helping us get there. We are talking with Ricky Kalman. We're going to take a really short break. This is Amazing Business Radio on CBS and Play It. My name's Shep Hyken. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here, and we are back on Amazing Business Radio with Ricky Kalman, motivational speaker. I'm actually going to call him a kind of a business mindset guru after hearing uh, what he shared with us today. He's also a stage hypnosis that's uh, actually that's how he started out, and he still does amazing work if you are listening to this and you happen to be part of a company or organization that needs any type of entertainment, uh, Ricky Kalman's the man. RickyKalman.com is actually his website. And by the way, we hardly ever really have to give out websites. All you need to do is Google a name of the person that you want to find, and you will find that person, guaranteed, almost. I mean, we can't hide. Uh, A friend of mine who is an Internet security expert said the only way to protect yourself from uh, cyber criminals and people being able to find you is to just never use a computer. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> but anyway, Ricky Kalman does an amazing job uh, on stage. He also does great work as a professional speaker. And we've been talking about some techniques. Before we get into some final techniques about framing your mind and, and creating your own reality and being more successful, Ricky, you are also, and I think this is really cool, a TV personality in the sense that you have uh, performed, you have your shows, and you just mentioned you've done TV shows where you're on the street, kind of like reality hypnosis is what it sounds like. You're on the street hypnotizing people as buses are driving by, making all kinds of noise, but you can still make someone fall asleep. Uh, and, And I remember seeing... Uh, some of your TV shows, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. And you think to yourself, this has got to be all set up. But it's not. If you ever saw a show live, this is the same thing that happens on stage, and this is what happens. It, it is reality, even though you know we joke about reality TV. It really is. Talk to us about this career uh, that you've, you've kind of – you've had fun. It's a little glamorous. Well, it's, you know, it's funny. I, I always joke that I see a new show every single night. Every single day, every opportunity I have to do what I do is just as entertaining and very, very unique because the volunteers, I always say, are my stars. Once I hypnotize them and able to give them a suggestion and have some fun with them, you know, I kind of know what's going to happen. But when something, you know, more unique or more animated happens, it makes it so special. For now, 28 years I've been performing and doing my stage comedy show at corporations, at casinos, and theaters around the world. Um, many years ago, I did a show for TV Guy Channel where I hypnotized people you were talking about on the streets of Los Angeles and uh, literally made them think that they were in their favorite TV show. So let's say, for example, they, they might have thought that they were in the, the 
TV show, uh, you know, Fear Factor or maybe America's Got Talent and so forth. Uh, then a couple years ago, uh, this past couple years, I did a show for the Disney Channel where I hypnotized t- uh, parents at the request of kids. And so it was oh, a that fun, lighthearted a blast. show. And it was absolutely a blast. The parents did, one parent didn't know what was going on, and one, the rest of the family did. And I hypnotized a mom or a dad, and uh, they, weren't, they had no idea what was going on. Um, they, they thought maybe I was a, in, a, in a pet store as a pet expert, and I started to hypnotize them uh, just in conversation. And uh, made him do some funny things with with a feel good message at the end of the story, and that that's a really cool show because it was Disney, and um, I tell you it was a lot of fun because the emails I would get from kids hypnotize my parents, hypnotize my parents, and uh, you know that's still to this day I still get kids come up to me, you're the guy on Disney that did that show, I'm like yeah that's me. Well, that's <laughs> but, fun. So can you make people can you make people do things they don't want to do? Uh, you can't make them do things you don't want to do, but I can help them be more comfortable in a situation where it almost feels like a daydream. You know, the, one of the questions I get asked the most is, you know, also is, what, what happens if you hypnotize me and I can't wake up? That, that's a fallacy, misconception. You're always in control. If, if there was danger or an emergency, you're going to snap out of it. If I walked away and went and had coffee and left you sitting there with your eyes closed, you're going to wake up. <laughs> I would <laughs> so, hope so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you wake up within 30 days. But no, I'm kidding. No. Um, it really is just about just the power of changing somebody's reality. I mean, Chef, you ever watch a TV show you really didn't want to watch? And as you're getting into it and watching it, you're like, I really like this storyline. You, you, you changed your reality from what you thought at first to now the show's kind of hypnotizing you to keep watching. Right. And I think uh, it's great if a show is that good and can make it happen. But what's better, uh, obviously, is if I wanted to watch it in the first place, and I can't wait to watch it, and it gets me engrossed, yeah. and and then whatever the cliffhanger is on that end of that that series makes me want to come back and watch it next season. And I think that's what uh, they're doing. They're they're working our minds, and I think that's as I listen to you for the last oh forty forty five minutes. That's what I think I'm learning, is that number one, we can reframe our mind uh, to be more successful based on the way we talk to ourselves. Uh, number two, we can help frame our customers' minds in business, or even if it's our spouse, uh, apparently our kids can <laughs> can have pretty good influence too, but we can help by the words that we use, by being able to say something that can create and cause some type of emotion. I think that's what uh, you're telling me hypnosis is all about. And you can't make somebody do something they don't want to do but you can get somebody excited about something they might not have been excited about uh, just because they didn't know. Uh, in, in other words, they're not fighting you about it. They're, they're open to it. Right, absolutely. And so if you're open to succeeding more in your life, feeling better, uh, having that, you know, creating a little bit more spark to be more passionate and grateful, uh, becoming the better at what you do today versus maybe what you did yesterday. Not to say yesterday was bad, just... How can I, you know, succeed even more today? How do I change my reality to keep driving myself? And that's what it's about. I think that's when you, if you look at other people that you think are successful, leaders, athletes, uh, friends, next-door neighbors, many people will say, boy, that person's successful. Boy, I just, I, I admire that person for what they've done in their careers. Regardless of what they do, I think they all have a common trait. That common trait is they understand the power of subconscious programming. Now, I'm not saying you're 
going to walk away with your walk around with your arms out like you're hypnotizing a trance. They understand the power of belief, how negativity can manifest and control our thoughts, or we can own those thoughts ourselves and push it aside. I think this is powerful because. Um, you know, it, and sometimes people don't even know that they're doing this. They're just, that's their personality. They seem to be a little bit more optimistic than others. And uh, I've, I've talked about this before. Uh, about, oh, I'm going to say four or five years ago, a guy who I do business with gave me a day planner. And he said, do you ever use these pocket day planners? And it was right at the beginning of the year. And I said, no, I don't, but you know what? I'd like to have it anyway because I'd like to think of it uh, not as a day planner, but as a day reflector. And what happened at the end of each day, I would write down one positive thing in business and one positive thing that happened to me in my personal life. And just, I, it was about gratitude. It was about appreciation. And at the end of a year, I'd filled out this little day planner, 100% of positive thoughts. And it was an amazing experience to completely transform my attitude about so many things. You know, I didn't have that many bad days, apparently. Uh, and, and really, as I got into it more and more, bad days just didn't happen. Sure, things happened during the day that may not have been, you know, <laughs> I may have not gotten that deal. I may, a sale may have fallen through. I may have had an issue, you know, at home with something. But you know what? There was good in every single day, and basically, I was programming my mind. I was I was self hypnotizing myself, as as I think what you would say it, in what you would call it. Well, Chef, that's a great example. That's exactly what I talk about daily: is just stepping back because the negativity will take over and will tell you you had a bad day, or you can step back and you can remind yourself of the gratitude. I mean, how often have you ever heard somebody say it's going to be a bad day and? And they have a flat tire, and they say, see, I told you so. <laughs> you know, but the same person, or sorry, a different person that says, hey, I'm going to be grateful for the ability to be able to get up and go to work and do what I do to you know, the best of my ability, and something negative happens. But they the same flat tire, and they say, you know, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Oh, that's a good line. It could always be worse. And sometimes we have to become grounded when something really bad happens that makes you realize that that flat tire or some of those little things that got in the way of whatever really aren't so bad after all compared to what real problems are all about. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking with Ricky Kalman. And before we wrap up here, Ricky, I'm going to ask you for one final piece of advice, something that's going to take us to another level, help us reframe uh, our reality. I mean, what would that one thing be? We, we talked about it a little bit, but I want to reinforce it by this simple statement. I think the greatest investment we'll ever make in our lifetime is the investment in ourselves. Our subconscious mind, our thoughts frame our reality. So step back. If you remember one thing from today, Stop today. Take a few moments. Invest in yourself. Stop and just breathe and be grateful. Think about what you want to do. The powerful things. And that investment in yourself will exceed your expectations. Right. So make that uh, thought uh, become a reality. You wake up, positive affirmation. You want to take a few minutes in the middle of the day, just two or three minutes. You know, relax and reflect back. What good happened today? that's going to motivate me to go forward, what's coming up that I can get excited about, and, you know, just reposition and reframe your mind. That's what you're saying. 
absolutely. I mean, you, if you listen to somebody like yourself and you go, Chef said something great today is going to help my business. Just don't let it be a random thought that just kind of bounces around your head. Put it to action. Remind yourself tomorrow what Chef said or, or the next speaker that you heard or the next book that you read that helped you or you might think it might be the, the one thing that might put you above everybody else. When so, you do that and you repeat that action, it becomes a habit. It becomes your culture. It becomes your brand. Your mind acts to make it happen. That becomes your programming. So positive so thoughts. Yeah, positive powerful. thoughts is what it's all about. And that's more than just positive, uh, just, you know, writing something down one time. The whole concept behind hypnosis is, you know, again, and I've used this phrase now several times, it's reframing your mind and in, in a sense, controlling your own mind and the words that are being used in your head as well as the words coming out of your mouth that others can hear. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to spend time with Ricky Kalman, an amazing uh, motivational speaker, a stage hypnotist, entertaining. Uh, at, you know, If you have a meeting, consider him as your entertainment, and then uh, he'll come out uh, and talk the next day about you know the techniques that he used in that entertaining show that will unlock uh, the power that we have to use it on a day-to-day basis uh, to make ourselves more successful. This is Amazing Business Radio. My name's Shep Hyken, and something that I do at the end of every show is to remind everybody to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.